For the communion meditation, I'd like to continue uh, question 36 of the Westminster Confession, or the Catechism. The benefits which in this life do accompany or flow from justification, adoption, and sanctification are assurance of God's love, peace of conscience, joy in the Holy Spirit, increase of grace, and perseverance to the end. We're on the third benefit today, the joy in the Holy Spirit. Now this benefit accompanies our justification, adoption, and sanctification because the Spirit baptized us and indwells us and sealed us at our conversion. And we begin to be filled with the Spirit, so our joy begins to grow because joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 14, 17, it says, The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. As kingdom-minded people, that's, this is what we are, what we're becoming, righteous, peaceful, and joyful in the Holy Spirit. Acts 13.52 says, The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So it connects them. They were filled with joy and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they go together and they always will. But our joy ebbs and flows to some degree. So the question would be, how do we keep and increase this joy? We want it to increase uh, rather than see it diminish. And so I thought of six ways. Not, not the three that you're supposed to have, I suppose. But I thought of six ways that our joy in the Holy Spirit can increase. And these are all marks of a disciple. Now, a disciple is someone who wants to be like his master. He loves being with his master, and he loves pleasing his master. And kind of like King David, we're, we're hearing about King David, who was uh, a, a man after God's own heart. And uh, disciples long to be with their master. And, uh, so this is the, and also, this is the opposite of grieving uh, our master, which is something the Word says in Ephesians 4.30 that uh, we can do. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. So first of all, our joy in the Holy Spirit increases as we obey and submit to his will. Psalm 40, verse 8 says, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. So we should delight. We should be growing in a delight to do his will, to obey him and not to resist him. And uh, this is closely connected with number two, which is our joy in the Holy Spirit increases as we grow in our love for his word. So we should daily be in his word and we should be growing in, his, in our love for his word Psalm 119.97 says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. And we can hear it, read it, study it, memorize it, and meditate upon it, and we should be doing all of those. Jeremiah in uh, Jeremiah 15 said, Your words were found, and I ate them. And your words became to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. We should have that kind of joy in being in the Word. So if you desire joy in the Holy Spirit, I would suggest that you ask him to give you a love and a desire and a hunger for his word. Third, our joy in the Holy Spirit increases as we commune with him, obviously, as we pray uh, with, or to him. Psalm 16:11 says, In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So that is where the joy of the Holy Spirit is, in the presence of the living God. John 16, 24 says, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. He wants our joy to be full. And part of that has to do with us praying. And as we sang in Psalm 62 just a minute ago, it says, Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. We are called to pour out our heart to him continually. Number four, our joy in the Holy Spirit increases as we witness and as we face trials and as we go through hard times. Matthew 5. 
Verse 11, blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. And the reason that we can rejoice now, even though we're going through hard times, is we know that our reward is kept for us in heaven, a very large benefit, and allows us to have joy in the Holy Spirit now. And in Habakkuk, we often sing this song, Habakkuk 3, verse 17 and 18. And this is a cataclysmic uh, change in their culture. And it says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. You could not have that attitude in such a, a catastrophic situation without the Holy Spirit. Number five, our joy increases as we give, sacrificially. You know, God loves a cheerful giver, and he himself is a generous giver. 2 Corinthians 8 says, regarding the, churches, or regarding the churches of Macedonia, in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Now, basically, they're very poor, yet they gave, they gave joyfully, greatly. And it goes on and says, For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we should receive the gift. They were begging to give to the people. We should rejoice and, and uh, give uh, lovingly and gratefully. Number six, our joy in the Holy Spirit increases as we fellowship with each other, as we're doing this morning by the grace of God. And as we worship him individually and corporately in the spirit. Now each week we meet together to worship on the Lord's day. And praise God that we have the freedom to do so. And he's using our fellowship to teach us all to rejoice. He's using you all to increase my joy. And I appreciate that. And I love you. And I enjoy and I rejoice in worshiping the Lord together with you every week. And when I miss a week, and I haven't missed too many, but a couple weeks ago I was sick. I, I really miss our fellowship. It, I, I just I can't even explain how much I miss that, how much I enjoy being with you and singing with you and delighting in the Lord with you. Psalm 43, 4 says, I will, I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. He is our exceeding joy. We have the privilege of coming to him, fellowshipping with him and with each other. And... In Nehemiah chapter 8, it says, Nehemiah and Ezra and the priests were uh, talking to the people, and uh, they said, uh, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. They hadn't heard the words of the law. They hadn't gathered together to hear the words of the law for many years. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. So they were giving joyfully too. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so coming to this worship service and now to this meal, this table, which the Lord instituted, is part of joyful, spirit-led worship. And it increases our joy in the spirit as we participate. And we obey in this as his disciples. This is part of obedience, joyful obedience, just as we obey his will in other areas. We love and study his word. We commune with him and we pray. We rejoice in our suffering even. 
we give and we serve and we worship and fellowship together. And these disciplines are, should not be burdensome uh, because we know that practicing them pleases the Spirit and causes us to be filled with the Spirit. And let's pray. Father, we want to experience the joy of the Holy Spirit. And you have given us ways to grow in the grace of the Lord and in the fullness of the Spirit. Lord, we pray that we would practice these ways in joy to please you and not men. We come to this table in obedience and in joy because of your Spirit in us. Lord Jesus, fill us with your Spirit that our joy may exalt you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.